Hi everyone, it's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And our current season is focused on mental resilience among leaders. And I'm delighted to welcome on the show, Leonard Fom. Leonard is the founder of TIC Services Limited, a people-based learning and development transformation and change agency with a mission to cultivate equity and inclusion by supporting management, leadership, and teams to develop high-performing work cultures. And Leonard has over 17 years work experience, has held senior finance management positions in the big four UK tier one banks, and now works as a management consultant in the area of transformation. Leonard, it is a joy to have you on the show. Oh, wow. Thanks for coming. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Obi. Thank you for inviting me to join you on your podcast. It's, it's a great pleasure. Thank you. I, I'm excited. Uh, I When I heard you speak, and I, I will ask you to say a little bit more about yourself, but I heard you speak at a conference at the end of last year, and it was powerful. Uh, your message, your demonstration of the importance of mental resilience. You know, some people can talk about it, and others can describe how they've lived it and you described how you'd lived it and so I was really keen to have you on the show especially as we're talking about mental resilience so thank you for accepting the invitation thank you uh so let's start off just share a little bit more about yourself and and what you enjoy most about being a leader Oh, fantastic. No, great question. And where do I start? So as you can see, humble, humble beginnings. Um, I, I'm so heritage wise, I'm, I'm Nigerian descent. Uh, my parents came uh, to the UK in the 80s. Um, I have three brothers, I'm very close um, to, to my brothers. Uh, and I'm a family man. Um, and I, if you don't mind me asking, I also have um, a, a deep faith as well. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got um, a loving wife, uh, five wonderful children, um, and they keep my feet grounded. Um, to be honest, they keep me <laughs> grounded. They keep me busy. Is that um, why you cut your teeth on, on resilience? <laughs> uh, well, I think <laughs> that's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started for sure. For sure. Um, I've got three boys. Forget the leadership part, just in the home. Exactly, exactly. I've got, I got, I've got the war, war scars. <laughs> <laughs> just, just within the home. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's sort of a background in terms of who I am as a family, i.e. man, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of work, um, being in the corporate space, again, very hard, challenging environment sometimes to be in, also fun. Um, but I've been in that space for, um, yeah, since I left university in 2004, uh, pretty much. Um, so I've been in that space for about 18 years uh, now, um, now branching into sort of consulting, now that I've set up a, a, a consultancy firm for myself. Um, but yeah, that, that that's me in a nutshell. I, I don't know if you want me to share more. <laughs> really? <laughs> or we'll, just, we'll get to that. From, from 
before we go into the main theme of mental resilience, I just want to hear from the a leadership perspective, what is it about leadership that you particularly enjoy most? Yeah, I, I think um, trans, transforming people's mindsets um, and, and the ability to get them to think differently um, when they come up against things. And that's been demonstrated, like you said, in terms wow. of life experience. Sure. But that, that's what I love about leadership, you know, being able to adapt, adjust, um and 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 then also lead lead from example mm. um so instead of just talking it but living that out um in terms of my character and my attributes sure sure i, I love that thank you for sharing and thank you for sharing about your story and uh, you know a bit about who you are so people get to know you our listeners and viewers they'll always enjoy getting to get a, a deeper sense of who our guests are and you said something that resonates with me deeply because a big part of what I'm about is helping revolutionize people's mental game. And you said the thing you enjoy most about being a leader is helping transform mindsets so that when people come up against difficult moments, they can see it differently. Mm. Mm. And that's a reality, right? It's a reality of the day-to-day -day life in the workplace. We face challenges of all kinds. And last 18 months in particular, around the world, people have experienced difficulties and challenges. And how do we go remote? And how do we connect? And how do we still engage? How do we sell in a new way? How do we build a team in a new way? So we're facing challenges all the time. And I love that for you, a big part of leadership is helping people to see things differently and just mm. mentally, how do you react to mm. uh, difficult situations in a way that helps you be more you know, productive? So thanks for, yeah, just throwing that in there yeah. um, early on. And as someone who you talked about walking your talk as well, mm. I often explore what mental resilience means to people, but as I've already alluded to, I heard your story and your story was just a demonstration of resilience and mm. just some of the challenges you face. So could we go there straight away? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we could go straight in. Yeah. What are some of the, what's one of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you, remain resilient and, and mm. focused through mm. that challenge so where do I start like there's <laughs> lo lots of points along the journey as you know life is a journey and um you know I can dive in sort of um in different stages and I know you talked about um the pandemic and um, being one of the you know challenges across the globe mm. and in terms of for me I can talk about you know just a couple of years ago we're talking about 2020 so um, the beginning of 2020, um, I had just left the contract um, and was looking for new work, um, knowing that I was the breadwinner of my home. Um, and bang, the pandemic came. Like nobody was expecting it out of the blue. You know, I was thinking I was getting my next role. I was in the contest of at least two roles, but they were pulled straight away. And then I'm thinking, well, <laughs> where do I turn to? You know, mm. um, you know, I've already got certain commitments that I've already sort of you know, spent. And 
I'm up against it thinking, okay, I've got to provide. I need to um, support my, my, my family. Um, and, you know, one month, two months, three months, no money coming in, but a lot of money going out. Mm-hmm. Um, you start, you start thinking about sort of how that I've seen this before, but I haven't seen it quite like the same. I, in this market, um, and the resilience just comes in to say, okay, how can you be adaptable in this space? Like I have my hands, I've got my mind. So what do I start thinking of doing differently? You know, the door's not open in there, but surely there's other paths and avenues. Um, it takes you to, to be humble um, because obviously I'm used to getting work in a certain field, mm. but I was on my bike. I, 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 I got on my bike, got a delivero, you know, mm-hmm. starting to sort of deliver food. I think, okay, that's one way. What else can I do? Mm. I, can co- I can coach people. Um, how do I do that? Um, nobody knows who I am. So the best thing I could do was saying, how can I help? I, I started to ask mm. people, mm. Um, especially founders um, of new startups, how can I help you? You know, offer up my services. Um, and it was a switch in my mind frame in terms of knowing who I really am internally. Um, mm. my, my reflection on, you know, actually my upbringing um, in terms of how my parents were to others and, and sort of how I've been brought up, that's played a part of it. But also my faith as well. How can I be generous, even though I might not have much at this moment of time? Oh. And um, by doing that for, um, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight months, I kept on doing that until something broke through and came through for me. Um, and whilst wow. it was really, really tough, mm. um, it really shaped me and helped me understand, actually, even when you're in the, in the trenches, mm. there's growth taking place. Um, sure. Even when you're up against it, I think, um, I love boxing. And um, <laughs> I don't know yeah, if you do, yeah. but, but I, I'm amazed how, how boxers can stay in the pocket um, up close, you know, when, when someone's looking to smash them. And they're, they're there in the pocket, like they, they don't, they're not scared to sort of move out of that. And they become comfortable, even in, in the face of danger. And I got to a space in my mind where I felt, actually, even though I wasn't seeing anything, and even though there were small gains, I was oh. learning lots about who I really was in terms wow. of um, what am I comfortable with? What do I like doing? How can I help certain people? Where can I help certain people? Um, and seeing others change because they were up against it as well. But seeing and helping them change was just, it was pure joy. It was nice seeing wow. sort of how their wow. businesses were, were beginning to thrive. Yeah, And yeah. a lot of it was free work. Some was a little bit of payment, so some pro sure. bono, but a lot of it was free work. But the relationships built in that as well was really beautiful. You know, I've got a lot of individuals who now have come back to me and said, look, Leonard, I love what you gave at those moment of time. Sure, I love the sure. insights that you gave me to think outside the box. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that's just one incident, um, Obi. I know that's one. I know I haven't, I didn't share that, but. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, thank you for that. And that that's such a rich story, a powerful story. When, when, when people are going at, 
you're facing a difficult moment. You're facing a challenging moment. It's very easy to think of, to wallow, right? In, in self-pity or feel, mm. hey, life's difficult or it's challenging or we get fearful and we get scared. And yet what you've described there is how do I look outside of myself in this moment? How can I ask questions? Like, how can I help people? So how can I... Uh, be productive here, right? I, I still need uh, money. I still need resources, but I, I've still got something to offer people. Mm. I mean, that's incredibly uh, powerful. And you also talked about this idea of just knowing who you are. And I, that's so relevant for me because I was having a coaching conversation yesterday and I was describing a really painful experience that I went through almost 10 years ago now, where I had written my first book and it was meant to be this amazing experience. And yet the economy was challenging, work had dried up, no clients were coming in and financially things were just terrible. Uh, we were paying the mortgage on the credit card. It was a really difficult moment. And I had a wrestle as well with who am I? Mm. And, and at that point, I had defined myself as I am what I do. I am my role. I am the money in the bank. And, and I had to learn to strip all of that away and say, actually, Ovi, you're so much more than that. You're mm. not you can't just equate, oh, you've got loads of money, that's it, you're great. Or you haven't got loads of money, that's it, you're terrible. But when you can find yourself mm. and be really clear about who you are and what you've already described, I can imagine people are thinking, well, Leonard's a generous man. Leonard's a man who knows how to persevere. Leonard's a man who knows how to give. And that doesn't change even when you're going through difficult moments. Mm. So that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I'm curious has that always been the case for you or, or great, was, great, there, great was there a switch? No, so that, that, thought, I, think, yeah. I, I think I think you asked a brilliant question because initially I was trying to, and I, I, I don't know, but for me, I was trying to hit that door, I kept going back to the door. So sure. I'll go go for it. Like the market had crashed, job, you know, job roles had dried up. But I was thinking, surely if I call this person, I was going... To another interview no it wasn't and I kept on doing that for a number of weeks mm. then it turned to months and I was getting to a point of self-doubt mm. you know have I lost that ability how comes people aren't seeing me is it me you know that sure. that self um you know imposter syndrome type mm. thing in terms mm. of is it me um mm. and so that self-wallow um, and, 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 and negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember trying to do an exam again in the same field saying, okay, maybe it might be just me to get qualified a bit more. So I did sort of some more um, examinations. And mm -hmm. while I was sitting the paper, there was a light bulb going off because I saw, saw a number of my friends moving forward. And I thought, actually, they, they're just moving forward. They like, regardless of it's not about the exams, they're doing things. I'm seeing certain individuals that I I sort of look up to and I'm thinking, okay, why why am I here writing an, an, another exam to try and prove sure. myself to get, get through the door? Mm. Um, actually, I've got 
other things to offer. So like you said, it was a sense of reflection and identity. My Mm -hmm. identity was initially all about who, what I did and where I was coming from so a bit like what you shared Obi mm. that's me I'm 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 meant to be in the corporate space then I started mm. to realize maybe not maybe it might be actually let's just enjoy my family you know because mm. initially it was just me just pushing against the grain sure let's take time out let's really enjoy and at the time the weather was beautiful I don't know if you remember <laughs> the yes. first the first um <laughs> lockdown Um, and so it was okay let's chill out like let's really just spend time at home Um, and that was probably the catalyst that started to get me to think oh actually be me like enjoy home but also I need to provide I can't be you know it's Mm. not just all enjoyment there was a little break obviously with the government support um, Mm -hmm. that came through at the time Um, and again like you said I was starting to to pay my mortgage on on credit card there was a little bit of a a delay in terms of mortgage payments but things started Mm, to dry up mm. and so I thought what else can I do Um, I like riding and again I started thinking okay how can I make maybe money through Deliveroo because you know people are ordering ordering um, online so I thought okay let's yeah you know straddle up uh, you know forget you know this corporate identity that I've, I've made myself out to be I'm Leonard and um, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah, yeah. Go, go to work where I can. And then I start to realize, okay, tap people up um, within my social network. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I love, I love startups. I love sort of, you know, the resilience within sort of founders and how they need to sort of persevere, but they, they need help, some of them. Mm-hmm. So I started to just connect with people and say, okay, how can I help you? I've got some time. Mm. and it just started to build it started to build and that word how can how can I help I don't know where I got that from but I thought that's that's probably the best way I can be productive um at this moment of time and um yeah I think I think I learned from that that actually self-reflection and knowing thyself knowing who you Mm. are Mm -hmm. goes beyond what you do Mm. um it goes way beyond what you do and um And so that's that's sort of the process. I didn't quite land there straight away. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's helpful. Process. That's yeah. helpful for people to hear because I, I find that whenever it comes to success that we see uh, an individual, a, a star, a leader, whatever, we, we see the end result. What we don't always see is the journey. And particularly mm. the, the mental journey and what you've described there is that mental journey. There was a moments of self-doubt. There was a moments of that feeling of imposter syndrome. Maybe I no longer have what it takes. Maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I don't, you know, I shouldn't be here. I can't, I don't have anything to offer. But, but then getting to a place where you realize, hey, I've got agency mm. and maybe I cannot control my circumstances right now but hey i can take responsibility for leonard's attitude Mm. and what i'm doing here and do stuff and it's just a matter of time um so that's incredibly powerful uh i I wanted to go back to something you described early on and just unpack that a little bit more you talked about the boxing example yeah i i i enjoy some incredible boxing moments um 
one of my favorites. I've said to a few people before, I love movies and, and particularly watching them and drawing insights from them. And one mm. of my favorite boxing movies is Cinderella Man with oh, uh, yeah, I've Russell Crowe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he plays James J. Braddock and uh, James is this, you know, upcoming talent and then eventually breaks his hand and so he can't box. And so he gets into this state of thinking, I no longer have what it takes. And then he has this lucky break and, and he's up against, I've forgotten who he's up against, but he's his coach says to him, you've got to beat this from the inside out. You've got to fight this fight from the inside out. And th there's something that you were describing earlier on, that this is an inside out game, right? Mm. It's just mm. mentally, you've got to be in a, in a good enough state to take those blows because life mm. will knock you down. And if you're not resilient on the inside then that's it you're out for the cold yeah what's no, I, your reaction to yeah that? so no i totally so i've seen the film i know what you're talking about um i forgot the quotes to be fair so really helpful <laughs> hearing from you um but i i remember watching the film being so so inspired when i did and you know i i draw a lot of um connections with sports and sports mm -hmm. stars coaches etc and i remember i actually during the lockdown, I watched The Last Dance uh, with Michael okay. Jordan. I don't yeah, know if yeah, you watched yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I, I don't watched know if it with my it. older boy. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so fantastic. You know, I, I, I grew up in that Jordan era in the 90s as he sort mm -hmm. of was blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and there was something that, that at the end, I think it was, I don't know if you remember, there was a moment where he's quite emotional. And they talk about like how he was a leader. Um, but mm -hmm. he led almost like with a strong hand. Sure. Um, and 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 mm -hmm. but he said that I I have to take them on a journey and we need to sort of get there. It, not the exact quotes he said, sure. but one thing that I loved about hearing in that whole whole program, Last Dance, was Michael Jordan's mental toughness or his ability to really know himself. Mm -hmm. Um so uh, I remember a commentator said something about. He's a person who's so fully present. He's never seen anyone more sure of himself than anyone else. That's what defines Michael Jordan, being fully wow. present. Mm -hmm. And um, so your point about, and I know I didn't talk about the boxing, but your point no, no, about, totally fine. about um, where, you know, it's hearing stuff like that helped me realize actually at this moment of time, where am I? You know, am I mm -hmm. getting pulled apart by everything going on am I allowing my emotions to be pulled away because someone's succeeding mm. or um, am I just being comfortable where I am on my own journey where I mm. am at this moment of time um, and something will happen just you know eventually but just stay mm. where you are um, mm. So I remember my wife used to challenge me saying, like, look, why, why are you just speaking to someone and giving your time away? Like, how come you've got like eight meetings today? There's no money. Like, how come you just keep on speaking to me? What was like? But I was so sure of myself. I, I, and I was very comfortable being there. After, after that break in terms of when I put down the pen, because I, mm. I and I, I actually didn't complete that exam. I actually closed the exam. Actually, wow. I actually in the exam. I wow. thought, no, I'm going to end. And at that point, I started to realize, what do I like doing? 
how can I help leaders be leaders mm-hmm. in this moment of moment of time? How can I help them see differently? How can I help them almost do the right thing to support their staff that they're responsible for um, instead of making rash decisions? Um, how can I motivate um, you know, a business owner who uh, a rest- has a, a restaurant um, but, but has no, nobody coming in? They don't know who he is on the high street. How can I get him to think slightly different? be creative mm-hmm. be playful in some mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. um with what he has mm-hmm. um and and i i loved doing it. i was just enjoying just connecting the dots and thinking mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i might not have the answer but maybe mm-hmm. i know someone over here who might have the answer mm-hmm. and bring two people together and that's all i need to do and mm-hmm. doing that just led me to realize actually that's my role that's my role sure. and i think part of that is being a, a father um, seeing that within mm-hmm. my children how can I be um, there for them how can I coach them to sort of mold mm-hmm. them and shape mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. lead them and uh, cultivate where they're going on their journey mm-hmm. um, so that fatherhood sort of spirit came out mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, it was lovely to to put in place um, yeah, it was. It wasn't easy. It wasn't. Easy. <laughs> I bet it wasn't. I bet it wasn't. And yet, what you have described over the, the last two decades, I, I've seen leaders play in two different spaces. They play in a space that's more egocentric, right? It, it, which is driven by fear. It's fear of hey, not having enough. Fear of not looking good, and so you want to, I got to get more, I got to do this, I've got to, you know, um, do better than that person. It's the comparison game as well. And then I see leaders play in a different space, a more service oriented space where they think, hey, this ain't about me, right? I want to offer what I can and channel my ego in the service of of others. And, And what you've described there is just is that is what that looks like and some people might say oh yeah yeah but Obi, you know that's ridiculous because you still need to put money on the table absolutely but but there was an energy there was a positivity and it was just a matter of time that then the opportunities um came for you so that's yeah that's incredible that no. that's no i i feel fortunate to be honest obi i feel fortunate um that i don't know what helps again i i do believe um in 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 the holy spirit i do believe that was what prompted and enabled me um to sort of see things differently so i feel actually blessed that um that i came at the right time sure, um, to sure. be honest um and to be honest like I should share another story just in terms of within within this space in 2020. So George Floyd, um, everyone knew what happened mm-hmm. in America and all the Black Lives Matter and what was kicking mm-hmm. off there. And again, that was another sort of kink in in in, in my armory because I, it hit me and I thought, oh man, and I got quite mm-hmm. down by it. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people did um, mm-hmm. from all walks of life. Yeah. And um, so there was heightened emotions um, across the world, but also closer to home. I, within my my children's school, so one of my daughters 
actually two of my daughters at the time, um, eldest has now left the school, but two of my daughters um, were at school and there were there was a race, racial in, incident that kicked off, mm. um, which led to um, a lot of minorities, so black and Asians, uprising against the school um, and the teachers, um, saying that how how can there still be injustice? How come you guys are not seeing and being sensitive to what's going on in the world effectively? Mm, mm. Um, and it led to, um, it's all girls school, the girls rioting. I've never seen this in school. Wow. They protested, banners on the wall, um, speeches. They didn't go to classrooms, etc. And um, the head teacher, lost it like she literally was um broken um she didn't think her school would actually um sort of get to to where it went to mm. um and i know a lot of parents were angry as well and they were all sort of throwing rocks at the school mm. um how could you know and i sat back and i knew my parent my, my, my daughters were upset but i thought this was an opportunity um it was an opportunity for me to step up um to support my children but also to support the head teacher and bring about healing um mm. at, at the time and i was fortunate because i didn't have much work going on at the time mm -hmm. um to call up the head teacher and say to her it's going to be all right um i'm wow. here to i'm here to help mm -hmm. um i didn't know what i was doing i'm going to be honest i didn't really know where i was <laughs> heading with this i just said i'm, <laughs> I'm here to help and yeah. she said yeah. how can how what what can be done um, and so I spent time chewing over it and I, I pulled together a program um, to sort of bring about healing between the students and the teachers. Wow. Um, a, a session to educate the, the teachers to mm -hmm. be more culturally aware, um, more vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, more um, sensitive to sort of what racism is. Mm -hmm. So I did a whole program for them for a, a number of months. And then also did stuff with the children, I, the students, to mm -hmm. understand sort of their hurts and mm -hmm. flesh them all out mm -hmm. and, and bring about actually healing from within the conflict. Mm -hmm. um, and it was powerful because I didn't know I could do that, but I was able wow. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was one of those things that actually, because I was constantly just looking for opportunities to support, help oh. and be generous, <laughs> It led to um, mm. a huge piece of transformation um, for with, from within the school. But again, I, I'm not saying that I like I know or it was just being mm -hmm. like being humble and being available, um, being able to say, okay, these are my five loaves, two fishes. Like sure. these are my these are my hands, my feet. What can I offer? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, to support support a need. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. The the uh, there's a theme here with you, Leonard, that I think is powerful for any leader to take on board. The a big part of what helps you find energy and motivation and push through difficult things is be, being able to reframe it and see not all of the challenges and the difficulties, but what are the needs. And what is it I can offer? What is it Leonard can offer? What is it, you know, anyone uh, can offer in that situation? And all of a sudden you start looking at it differently rather than, oh, this is terrible. And this is, can't believe what's going on. And, you know, throwing rocks to, 
how can I do something to help make this right? And you said, you know, how can I support? How can I help? How can I be generous here? And so a real powerful theme about being able to bounce back from difficult situations, look for the opportunities that you can to, to support, to help, to be generous, to meet a need. And you will find that rather than looking at a situation as glass half empty, you'll start seeing as as half full and and tap into that personal agency. I Mm. can do something. Mm. That's Mm. amazing. Totally agree. I think there's always an opportunity on the back foot. And um, coming back to to boxing analogy, I don't know if you know, obviously you must know uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Um, but he was a, the master of defense and offense, right? He was always fighting on the back foot, right? And 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 he had a great skill set of okay, even when there's a lot of resistance, sure, I, I, I still come out of this success. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. going to be a winner, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, and so, so like you said, it's seeing opportunities even when there's negativity around. Um, yeah, wow, that's really that's... important. That's incredible. Final question then for you. What advice would do you have for leaders about how best to develop their mental resilience? Hmm. What would you say? Hmm. I definitely think there's there's a need to spend time with yourself um, in terms of reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, also get um, trusted people around you that you feel can input into you. Um, who are willing to talk truth, um, mm. you know, and and I really love you in some sense, you know that you know love doesn't need to be fluffy, but you know there's sure. tough love like talking, yeah. talking yeah. truth to see if you've got gaps um, mm. Mm. and and areas to to sort of work on, um, but also be willing to um, not see things as they are in terms of just black and white but mm. pausing to think okay from a different angle different lens how can I maybe approach approach a situation um, so whether that's happening to you or to others mm-hmm. how can I be um, available and make myself available and I say that with caution because I understand sure. um, time time as a factor as a leader you're probably pulled in multiple directions mm-hmm. and there's an element of discipline um to know sort of how much you can give mm-hmm. um but where you feel you can give in your sphere of influence mm-hmm. try and look at, at, at getting involved um it might be in the home it might also be outside the home you know it's it's looking at things holistically and looking at ways to to first look at yourself, be kind to yourself mm. as well. Um, I'm saying quite a lot here, Obi, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's looking within and seeing how you can apply yourself to certain situations, but don't overdo it. Don't think you can be Superman. Um, sure. So yeah, I think there's an yeah. element of self-love that definitely yeah. needs to, 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 to be thought about when, when you're looking to, to support others. Brilliant. Some great tips there. So take that time to reflect and be with yourself. Know yourself. Have some great people around you, trusted people, people who love you, can speak life into you and reframe 
situations that you are in and see the opportunities to give and to offer something mm. of yourself there. Fantastic. Thank you, Leonard. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story um, honestly and, and humbly. Um, have so much respect for you. Thank you. And to all our listeners and viewers, I hope you enjoyed the show. hope you enjoyed hearing from Leonard. And remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader, if you want to be the sort of leader who lives life on purpose and with purpose, then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day and see you on the next show. Thanks again for coming, Leonard. Thank you, Obi. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, it's, been, it's been wonderful. Thanks. Thanks. That was so great. Take care. Bye, everyone.